Hi, this is Jonathan, aka Roadblock, and I play Jonathan the Match Muscular, the Human Wizard. Hi, I'm Jules. I am the rock gnome Bernice Q. Burns. Hi, this is John, aka that film guy. I'm going to be playing your half orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks, who was in fact raised by wolves and is too enamored of ale, wine, and other intoxicants. Hi, I'm Jack Edithil, and I'm playing Travancore, a half elf archer and the viceroy of Glenmar. And I am Lauren, aka Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. Ladies and gentlemen, last time on Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks, the party continues to fight their way through the Purbeck Mine. They have fought undead, solved the hallway trap, and gathered a bunch of loot, and now they continue further into the dark of the mine. And that's where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. I'm your DM, Lauren, aka Obocrazy, and I'm back to drinking some pyramid beer. I'm back to drinking some Hopfen Spring, because sometimes you just gotta go back to something that you like. And this stuff is really, really good. Carlton, what are you drinking? I'm drinking Inspiration Belgian-style dark specialty ale by a community beer company. It was left in my beer fridge. <laughs> Left. I wish people would come over here so that I'd have leftover Basically, beer. Basically, I invite friends over for game nights, and they always bring beer and always leave beer. So mm. I have, like, a magic beer fridge. It's a I racket. Like it's a racket you're running right there. It, it's a brilliant racket. my friends racket. who are listening to this, I don't do that at all. <laughs> Continue to bring beer. Travancore, what are you drinking? Hi there, I'm Jack. I play Travancore, and tonight we're continuing the Angry Orchard uh, sampler box that I got. And today it is a Hoppin' Mad Ale. Ooh, I kind of like the cover of that. The 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 artwork's pretty neat, and it's actually kind of D and D and D appropriate because there's like a little like ant looking like living tree kind of guy on there. <laughs> yes, one of these days you're going to be attacked by your own drink, Jonathan. Hey. What you drinking? Hi, this is Jonathan. I play Jonathan the Magic Muscular, and tonight I am classing it the fuck up because I have here some cognac in a etched uh, tumbler that I got from a very dear friend's we- wedding, and Ooh. this stuff. This stuff packs a punch. Cheers. Nice. Enjoy. Yeah. You really... Wow. I, I feel very much like I just wore jeans to a very swanky... Out- You're goddamn swanky right. Thing. We gotta have some decorum around here. Jesus. We need hey, some you wear your Canadian tuxedo, and no one can fault you for that. Well, there you go. And and Bernie, what are you drinking? Um, I don't have any beer in the house. That's okay. <laughs> but I have root beer. Not the shitty kind like last time. I am drinking a Jones cane sugar root beer, and it is really good. Um, I just totally forgot. But on the plus side, I just bit the head off a chocolate bunny. So I'm pretty good right now. I totally forgot to go do cheap Easter chocolate shopping today. Oh, fuck, yeah. For our listeners, we are recording this the day after Easter. I'm looking at my husband right now. He's mad at you. No, no. He's, he's contemplating a divorce that you didn't go get him some cheap Easter candy. Well, he didn't go either, so it's both of our <laughs> fault. And I'm telling him about the cash that is in our wallet and the Safeway that's down the street. <laughs> yes, in the Luke, middle of D&D. You have a special mission. Go, Luke. I've just sent him on his own mission. Run to Safeway. Run to Safeway. Go, yep. Luke. Yes, he's, he's off. Uh, Cadbury cream eggs, please. Ooh. If he I'm, comes back with Cadbury cream eggs, I'm giving you all inspiration. Yeah, said that. Luke, I'm recording please. that. I really, I like Cadbury cream eggs. Cadbury cream eggs are amazing. Back to, 
I've sent Luke out on an adventure, and now you are back to your own. Uh, so the last time you had been continuing through the Purbeck Mine, you just made it through the devious trap. You are now in kind of a small antechamber on the other side of the door that leads to the crazy hallway. The room itself is fairly small. It's only about... 20, 25 feet on either side, and there is a stairway that is slowly curved around one wall leading down. There is a mural painted on the wall just above the stairway that's cracked and worn and faded. It's obviously been there for just dozens and hundreds of years that depicts dwarves in mining gear happily marching their way down the stairs. And you guys have just finished a short rest after making your way through the trap hallway. So if anyone would like to roll some hit dice and get some hit points back, if anyone has a, wanted to attune to some of the magic items they just I'm, picked up. I'd like to attune. I'd like to make sure I know where everybody's sitting with their health. And I would like to do a hi-ho check and uh, investigate <laughs> this mural a little bit. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, let's start with the the attunement. Yeah, so if you, uh, Travancore, you got the bow that we that you've picked up and Bernie is you're taking the the stone yes. so go ahead and mark down the bonuses that those give you does anybody want to burn any hit dice uh, I did on my last time you can probably still see it in the chat okay. it was uh eight okay and you how what do you have now 27 that's what I have down for you Jonathan right. I have you down as 17 that is correct and I'm about to burn a hit die uh it's hit die plus con right yes yeah all right Jonathan, are you getting over a cold? Yes, I am. He's got the bassy voice of a cold. I really, I would prefer to have my normal voice. We all and, but, would. And, and what was messed up is last week I was talking, I was talking way more than usual at work, so it was a little bit of both. All right, that's uh, that puts me at back at twenty-two. I'm at full. Okay, and uh, Terrace is also gonna burn one of her hit dice, and she took quite a few hits from the. I had her down as thirty-five hit points currently. Yep, and she's going to burn a hit dice and is going to roll pretty poorly, but she's going to get five back, so she's going to be up to 40. I'm feeling a little bit better now. I have my full health. Travi, what's yours? I'm at 21. I didn't take any damage from the last attack. Uh, Shadow took a point, so he's fine. Okay, so he's at 18. You're at 21. Yep. Who wanted to check out the mural? Me. I rolled a 19 for my hi-ho investigation. Okay, Uh, for perception? Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that's what hi-ho investigation wrote, means. Yes. It seemed like it was a very simple mural at the time when it was actually painted on here. It doesn't look to be very artistically awesome in any way. It's actually fairly substandard for artwork. You get the sense that maybe whoever painted this was a miner who this was like their side project just for fun it's not bad but it certainly isn't very artistic and it's it's literally just uh miners following the stairs on down you you take a look at the top portion you haven't gone down the stairs yet so you've just taken a look at four or five of the dwarves they've got mostly picks over their their shoulders uh what little facial expressions this artist has given them they they seem happy they're not singing or whistling but yeah they're just marching on down they seem to be in uh miners clothing but very brightly colored or at least what's left from the aged paint on the stone wall it's yellows and blues and greens probably stuff you wouldn't actually see in a mine but you know art okay you guys want to head on down the stairs and see the rest of the mural is there any like names painted on or anything like that 
Not that you can see. Okay. It's just pictures of dwarves. All right. Let's, let's go down. Hi ho. Let's all harmonize. Hi ho. All right, you follow the staircase down. It <laughs> It's as if you can hear the distant calling of dwarves in the di- in in the mine. Mm-hmm. And Terrace is over there like, "Y'all, this is really racist. Please stop." <laughs> <laughs> Terrace just looks at the picture. Hi ho and- is our words. <laughs> You know, we usually don't sing when we're in the mine because then it just echoes. Uh, never mind. Let's just go. And she never follows mind. you on down. Oh, I got to hit you guys sometimes <laughs> so much. Can he At the bottom of the damage? stairs, the DM notices something. So the stairs go down. They, they curve around and they go down probably about uh, 25, 30 feet continuing to curve and curve, finally come to a landing into a slightly larger room. This is another built room. It's got stone mason work on the floor and square walls. The room itself is about 50 feet wide. As you come down, you can see the mural has continued down the side of the stairway, continues into this room, and ends on the right side where there is actually a statue of a dwarf standing there. Nose is broken off because of age. The pedestal is on, has a huge crack in it. And he is standing, he's got a pick over one hand and his hand out, just like he's trying to shake someone's hand. And the mural just goes up to this statue and stops. The rest of the room is fairly barren. There is a single exit, an actual open exit directly across the way. It looks like it leads into darkness and curves around to the right. And on the wall on the left, you can see what used to be another exit. You can see the actual archway of what used to be an exit, but the the whole thing is crumbled and crumpled and full of dirt and stone. And you can also see that there is a couple of packs lying in the far corner. It looks like a couple of adventurous packs just sitting in the corner. And does anyone have a light source or are you just trooping in the dark? I dark cast vision. light on dark my uh, staff. Okay. Uh, those of you with dark vision can now see a lot better because Jonathan goes, light. And you guys can see what I just described. What would you like to do? I was going to say, I have that, pick sa- that pickaxe, so I'm going to stand next to the statue and pose exactly like him. Hey, guys, guys, paint a picture. And I'm going to go, that's really cute. Can you please lift me up so I can shake his hand? I can lift up Bernie. I want to shake his hand. Okay, so you put your hand in there and go to shake. The statue doesn't move. Um, can I ask, what's your alignment? Uh, what was? I think it was like chaotic good, as we decided. <laughs> well, now would be a good time. What is your alignment? It should be at the top of your uh, it's like, sheet. Yeah, it's at yep. the top of your okay. character sheet. I was going to say, I don't know if I ever decided that. I think. Well, I got... you get to decide now. I don't have an alignment, guys. Oh, I think I chose chaotic good. I don't even know what that means. I think it just sounded fun. So Basically, so what the alignments mean is you've got two different axes. You've got the good to evil and then the lawful to chaotic. And basically what that means is uh, are you... Are you good? Do you believe in like doing right by people? Do you have morality or going all the way from to evil where you don't have any morality, you don't have any empathy? The lawful and uh, chaotic alignments are more of a how do you view uh, society? Like how do you view rules? 
And obviously lawful is, hey, rules are awesome and they keep society in check. And chaotic is, no, people should be free and to make their own way. Oh, that's different than mine. We're going with neutral good. Neutral good. Okay, good. I Hey, fellow neutral good. Yeah. Chaotic neutral. Yeah, no one's surprised there. All right. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, neutral, neutral, okay. neutral, neutral good. good is yeah. what we're going with. Okay, you put your hand into the stone dwarf's hand. You go, you like mime shaking it. Obviously, the actual hand doesn't move because it's a giant stone hand. You feel it vibrate. It doesn't grip you or anything, but you can kind of feel the stonework vibrate for a second, and then uh, ten gold fall out of the statue's mouth. Oh, oh hey. I'm like, hey, hey there. So I'm I like, kind of mine. So I get all right. Everybody, come shake this guy's hand and see if he'll give you and spit money since out I'm at right you. Ne- since I'm holding Bernie, I I grab it. And Don't I, was gonna, I, will, I go, thought go, you were go, gonna go, like go, drop go, me go, to go. grab this guy. <laughs> no, I have another hand. I got Bernie in one hand. Nice. And I'm like gold, gold. Well, gold, well done gold, there, Carlton. Way to take okay. care of our hand. Carlton. What was your alignment again? Chaotic neutral. Okay. It's gonna bite me in the ass. Okay, uh, you once again, you go to shake the dwarf's hand. Nothing physically happens, although you do kind of feel a very slight vibration. And uh, out of the mouth, you actually hear a, a dwarf speak. The mouth doesn't move. The statue stays totally still. But the dwarf says, the gargoyle knows the command word. And hmm. you hear Terrace behind you kind of gasp a little bit and say, I've... I've heard of there being stuff like this at Dwarven Mines, but I've never actually in- encountered one. Be careful, because this, this is this is powerful magic, and if it deems you unworthy, I- I'm not sure I want to know what happens. Hey, Terrace, you're like a dwarf, and you have the dwarfy stuff all over you. Do you want to come shake its hand? He'll give you hold a on, boost, hold on, hold on. and I'm the, pretty the sure neutral... he wants to touch you. The, the other neutral good in the party wants to, uh, wants to give it a go here. Jonathan, you're neutral good? Yes. Okay. Terrace starts to apprehensively walk forward, and Jonathan just kind of strides up, grabs the grabs the dwarf. Grabs the dwarf by the hand. Grabs the dwarf by the hand. It's the same as grabbing life by the balls, but maybe just a little bit different. You feel the dwarf shudder and, and shake a little bit, just like the others did, but nothing happens. Oh, 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 oh. someone is worth a little bit more. I guess... It's okay. I'll buy you something. I'll buy you something nice. Terrace at this point walks up to the statue, examines it a little bit, shrugs, grabs the statue's hand, shakes it. It vibrates, and now that all of you are kind of standing back, you can actually, when you're looking for it, you can almost see it vibrate. It's half a magical glamour and half the actual statue itself shakes. You hear a noise in the back of its throat, and a hundred gold comes spilling out of the dwarf's mouth. And Terrace quickly puts her hand under it to catch it, and then gives you all a grin and says, well, I am a dwarf, and steps away. (laughs) (laughs) Travancore, are you also going to shake the dwarf's hand, or are you going to call it a day? Oh my gosh, I bet he gets, like, electrocuted, because don't dwarves, like, hate elves? I'm only half elf, so I'll get half electrocuted. Okay, so cool. I got, I got I, you covered. For here's that. the thing about Travancore. He used to be kind of a dick, but he's trying to be on the straight and narrow now. So I'm going to say that I'm lawful good, but I'm astonishingly bad at it. <laughs> okay, well, lawful the, good. That's the thing. It's like you, you, your alignment is a living part of you. Like, gotcha. It's what makes your character 
partially him. So if he's bad at lawful good, he's not lawful good. Then I'm true. Then I guess I'm true neutral because I'm trying to be better than well, I am. Let me let me ask this: Have your actions since we've started the game been? Have you been in line with being lawful good? Well, I'd say I was been trying, definitely trying to be more on the good than the side of evil. I don't know, given my penchant for torture maybe chaotic and good? threatening people, that. I guess, you know, maybe I am chaotic good because I have you know, you did, well, no, no, kind of spirit. I have this instability to me, too. Well, right, right. But what I, I guess good or like torture is more along the good or evil axis. So if you're more likely to torture someone for information, but it's information that you feel like is for a good cause, like it's a means to an end, that would be like a neutral kind of going towards evil on that track if you're not down with torture you're that probably leans you more to the good side for the greater good i would probably say you're true neutral okay that sounds about right actually okay so you're gonna say true neutral yeah and i'll shake the dwarf's hand the dwarf statue's hand rather and i lean into carlton because i'm obviously still being held like a small child and i go my little buddy and i go i go this is gonna be good yeah you feel it vibrate just like everybody else has and the noise in the back of the throat of this dwarf once again speaks up and says I already told you the gargoyle knows the command word now get out of here (laughs) I'm just your memory Homer I can't give you any new information (laughs) (laughs) alright I guess we're onward then yeah. Where's this gargoyle he's talking about you know what maybe we Sarah because she's nowhere around yeah. Hmm. That actually. Hey. No, that you can't do that thing that we talked about. You Never can't no. do that thing that we talked about. <laughs> no, we've talked about got, that. We and you definitely, if, even if you could, I think Anna Sarah might be one of the last people you would want to do it to. Poor well, I would Sarah. probably do it to Dorveen. <laughs> Dorveen. Yeah, we know he wants to do it to Dorveen. Um. And that's okay, Carlton. I'll explain later. We'll have a a nice talk. About about insects and and, and aviary creatures. <laughs> um. <laughs> he wants to do what I want to do to Soria and other people. Good job. Put me down now. All right, let's go check. Moving these on. Out. I put her back Moving in the basket. On. I'm not in the basket. I jump out. You can go basket. check out the packs. I jump out of the basket and waddle over to the packs. Okay. Looks like there's two backpacks lying there, kind of adventurers pack. No sign of any bodies or anything. Are you going to go ahead and just rummage through them? Uh, I'd love a perception check. Let's rummage. Let's rummage. I got a 17. Okay. Uh, you find a couple. The The backpack itself is uh, one of them is completely empty. The other one has some broken glass in it. And you kind of carefully shift through it. And you do find three uh, vials that are very familiar as potions of healing. Ooh. They're they're kind of a, a ruby red color and they swirl just like a, a common potion of healing. So you can write that down. You wanna hey little buddy, I'm the only one who has not back up to like close to top. You wanna let me get my drink on? Yeah, you should probably get your drink on. And I toss him one. And I down it. Now how okay. do potions work in, in fifth edition? Are they stupid like in fourth edition where they use like your one of your healing surges, so they're completely useless. Nope, they just they just give you health. So, if, okay. uh, Carlton, if you're going to go ahead and down one of these, yes. uh, you get because it's a common potion of healing, you get two d four plus two uh, hit points back. So go ahead and roll two d four and add two, and that's how many you get back. 
And then there's just varieties of potions of healing. And depending on how rare of a potion you have, it does more hit points. Three, I get five back. Bernie, you also find another vial. It's got clear liquid in it. And the only reason that you can tell that there's even liquid in it is because you you give it a good look. Uh, It's almost imperceptible what's in there. So you're not exactly sure. You can feel that it's magical, but you're not exactly sure what it is. Okay. Can I, like, hold it up to um, Jonathan and say, like, make a make an arcana check on this? Do your abracadabras. Abracadabra. Abracadabra. Reach out and grab you. Abracadabra. Yeah, Jonathan, if you want to take the vial and examine it and use your arcana, we can see if you know what it is. Fifteen. You unstopper the cork and kind of sniff it a little bit and peer into it with your um, your magic. It's going to take a couple of minutes of, of concentration, but you do eventually figure out that uh, this is a potion of invisibility. Ooh. Mm. So when you drink it, you're going to become invisible for one hour. Anything you wear or carry is also invisible. And it the effect ends if you are attacked or if you ca- if you attack or if you cast a spell. So basically, in combat, if you attack something or if you cast a spell, it's going to end. I was going to say, axe to the face without seeing it coming is going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> well, okay, can we just say that maybe Sneaker McSneakerson probably shouldn't have this? Or maybe you should have it since you're not yeah. very good at sneaking. Hmm. You do find one more thing. You find a rolled up scroll that's inside some a, a decrepit leather case. The case actually starts to fall apart in your hands and you manage to kind of salvage the scroll before it takes it with you, thanks to your roll. And um, it's actually written in Elvish. Do you read Elvish? I do. I have a friend who reads Elvish and I hold it over to him and I'm like, be careful with this. Okay. The scroll is a, it's a spell, actually, and it's a knock spell. And oh, I know like what that does. Like knock down or knock? No, like knocks let you, correct open me wrong, Mr. Magic Man, but it lets you open locked doors. Travancore, if you would like to read that off. I read the spell in Elvish. <laughs> out loud in Elvish? Yes, you I read it like... out loud. Well, actually, I read it to myself first. Can you tell me what it says before I actually say it out loud? It's in the chat. It's in the chat. (laughs) Okay. Choose an object that you see within range. The object can be a door, a box, a chest, a set of manacles, a padlock, or other object which contains a mundane or magical means that prevents access. A target that is held shut by a mundane lock or that is stuck by a bar or barred becomes unlocked, unstuck, or unbarred. If the object has multiple locks, only one of them is unlocked. If you choose a target that is held shut with arcane lock, that spell is suppressed for 10 minutes, during which time the target can be opened and shut normally. When you cast a spell, a loud knock, audible for as far away as 300 feet, emanates from the target object. Once you use the scroll, the scroll, or skull, scroll, the script disintegrates into dust. I'm not good at reading things out loud. Words. <laughs> Words are hard. I'm the one who has to read it. Okay. Not as hard as math. You also, when you turn over the, the scroll, you can see that hastily scribbled on the back, also in Elvish, is a, a handwritten note. Uh, you know, So the front of this is, it's a, it's a spell scroll, so any of your Arcana friends could tell, could tell you that when you use it, it's, it's going to disappear. But the script almost looks ethereal in a weird way. The back is definitely the chicken scratch of a real elf. Uh, elf. And it says, in Elvish... He's gone insane. Kill Wendrigod. 
goddamn dwarves. So I read that back part to my comrades and I say no offense to Terrace. And she says, none taken. I don't necessarily care what most elves say. Present company excluded, of course. Well, half of present company, but that's fair. <laughs> um, and I need you all... Okay, can I, like, double-check this thing? Like, this is generally all fantasy worlds, where if you're a half-elf, everybody who's not an elf is like, you're a fucking elf, and everybody who's an elf is like, you're not a fucking elf. That's generally the world you exist in, right? Yeah. Uh, Pretty in much. this world, it, it it's much like the real world, uh, perception and what people want to see is everything, and some people are not going to mind, and some people are going to mind greatly. So, but, uh, I mean, but yeah, like, there are definitely people out there who elves are going to look at Travancore, and if they don't like half breeds, they may see a, a human, and if they don't mind, they will see a half elf or an elf and not care. But at this point, I actually need everybody to roll me perception checks. Ooh. Here we go. I've been perceiving the shit out of things. It's time for me to fail. And there we go. Got a nine. Oh, no. What did I get? I got a ten. I got an unnatural twenty. Twelve. And, and Jonathan? Ten. Okay. Do I perceive the fuck out of it? So, Travancore is kind of buried in this piece of paper. Bernie and Jonathan are kind of scanning the, the remains of the backpack and what else... Oh, you know everything else that's going on Carlton you've become bored by this it's a piece yep. of paper who cares and it's, you've started words. Kinda, words are for stupid heads you've started keeping an eye on the room and you hear a <sighs> and out of the corners you see these two slimy green um, snake like things up here rear up they've got these horrible beak mouths and uh, fortunately you're able to call out to them to your friends before we roll initiative hey, hey guys, guys guess what because I rolled so well we're not going to get surprise attacked oh that's so nice hooray the fuck are those things so we're going to say that you guys are kind of arrayed, as, as I've shown you, kind of in a defensive posture in the corner of this room. One well, of at least we get the crit fails out on something that doesn't matter. Hey, guys, remember the- Whoa! Um, Everybody the drink! Oh. Natural drink. 20. Oh. I got a seven. Oh, good. These look disgusting. All right. Travancore. Remember that time Chad and I rolled a seven? Seven. Terrace. Ugh. Terrace never gets to go first. Poor Terrace. Because her except... dexterity is horrible. Because she's got armor. Bernie, what's your... Five. Your got a five. Real proud of that five. All right. Carlton? As Jonathan's shirt says, I feel shame as a minor action. <laughs> I rolled a natural one. Oh. So after my modifier, that's a four. That's a four. And Jonathan? I feel shame. Uh, I, I rolled a 20. And then, so that's 22. I too. Uh, I critted the is... fuck out of this initiative. You've literally but, rolled the but exact opposite. 20s are only really special in combat. Any other yeah. time, it's just a roll. You know what? It's it's still good to know. Uh, if it makes you feel any better. Terrace sucks worse than me. You, well, the first is that, because, well, she's wearing armor. But, Jonathan, you get to go first. So you see three of these things, kind of two in the far corner, uh, one in the closer corner, corner appear. They've. They're kind of slimy, large, snake-like things. They've got these huge extended mouths with a beak in the middle. Uh, they've reared up and are coming towards you. What would you like to do? I want to figure out what they are real quick before I blast All right. Them. Roll me a uh, 
nature. Roll me a nature check. Nature, really? For these things? They're... They're not undead. They're creatures. No, no. I, well, I, usually magical beasts are aberrations or something different. But hang on, because they're because they're die? precisely not natural. Uh, but nature would be nineteen. Okay, so you still rolled really well. Uh, you've not seen one of these before, but you've read about them. They're called gricks. They are gricks. That's what they're called. Right. Like predators, they tend to wait in caves unseen uh, for prey passing by. They do hunt in packs, but they are pretty aggressive. So they've been known after killing something to then turn on each other. And yeah, they're they're ambushers. And you guys stopped paying attention to where they were, and thus they are trying to eat you. Okay. Uh. Well. Since we have we are so bad at focusing fire, and I really would like to get this one flanking, but I know that my comrades aren't going to go for that one, so I'm going to go for the one that they are actually going to start hitting. This one that is, if it moves three squares, will be right in between uh, the dwarf and and uh, Carlton. Okay. So let's do some spell attacks. Basically, the closest one to you. Right. Uh, so let's do some scorching rays. Okay. So first attack, uh, 23. If that doesn't hit, we're in trouble. Yeah, it definitely hits. Uh, 16. That hits. And 12. That misses. Okay. So the first two hit. All right. So let's do some absolutely abysmal roll. Uh, 12 damage. 12 total? Okay. The Grick goes... And uh, it doesn't have any eyes per se. All you can see is kind of the beak and these horrible tentacles, but you could swear it kind of looks right at you. And I'm going to move uh, I'm going to move behind Travancore here, so I'm just going to scoot over like two squares to the right. There you go. Alright. It is their turn. This one, it is actually just going to move right there, because these guys are not intelligent. They're just going to attack. This one's going to move to there. This one's going to move to there. So, Carlton, you got two on you. And Bernie, you got one. Couldn't you say I have one on me, Terrace has one on her, and Bernie has one on her? Actually, you are the giant target. You're, yeah, I know. And you're so, big, oh, big old, green and big old big and they want to eat you. Why do you want to eat me? Go eat him. And, and you were the first thing it saw. These are oh. instinctual creatures. Great. All right. I'm so the first, the first one is going to reach out at you with its tentacles. But an eight probably isn't going to hit. No. I slide uh, right out the tentacles. Next one is going to do the same. Uh, 17. That'll hit me. All right. So it's going to slash at you with its tentacles. Uh, you're going to take 10 slashing damage. Oof. And then Oof. it grabs onto you with those kind of piercing tentacles. So it, it sinks them into your skin. And now it's going to try to... Uh, Get you with the beak. Come at me, bro. Uh, 12? 12 does not hit. So he, like, right. he grabs me, and I see the beak coming, and I immediately kind of get the axe in the way, and it goes, stink. Yep, and it, it pulls back and kind of <laughs> at you. Um, Bernie, the one on you, is going to do the same thing. Oh, great. Uh, but a nine probably doesn't hit. Oh, thank God, no. Bless Bay. <laughs> All right. I yell, don't worry, they only want to eat your brain, I think. They, they kind of want to eat all of you. I'm like, uh, you're and hilarious. Do you do that for a living? Travancore, it's your turn. <laughs> okay, so if I move Shadow into flanking with the one that's next to Carlton and Taris, would that open them up to attack of opportunity? Uh, What's his movement? His movement is 30 feet. 
Uh, no, you can ban- banana around and get to there without... Cool, cool. Alright, and I see uh, the one that's on Bernie. I figure, you know, we might need to be healed at some point. So I am going to attack that one. And I'm going to try something different. I'm going to actually try to charge that, uh, that flame bow. Okay, you're going to use attack. one of its charges? Yeah. Alright, so All right. you pull an arrow, uh, you notch it back, you speak the the code phrase, which once you have attuned, once you attune to this bow, the code word kind of is embedded in your mind. You speak that word under your breath. The arrow itself uh, magically lights a flame. The whole room just erupts in light as this bright uh, flaming arrow now has just lit the room up. And go ahead and roll an attack. 23. Four. Oh, that definitely hits. All right, so I'll do my normal attack first. That's a one die eight mm-hmm. plus the three. So that's going to be ten. Okay. And then I got to do the fire damage too. Yep. So that's going to be one die six fire damage. No boni. Probably five extra fire damage. Nice. Uh, the arrow sinks into uh, the side of it, kind of just behind where those tentacles are. Sorry, trying to do math and, and flavor text at the same time. It's very hard. And the flames kind of erupt around it, and you hear it. But it is still standing. Uh, anything else? That'll... Um, let's see. Should I move it all? I'm trying to think if I can help anybody by flanking. Um, no, I'm you, on stay you put, do not actually. want to flank. <laughs> stay, stay back here. That's what Shadow's right. for. I'm going to stay put. Uh, Bernie, it is your turn. You've got a, um, a flaming Grick next so to you. I'm going to... I think Carlton will be okay. I'm going to take care of the one on me, and I'm just going to cast Sacred Flame. We're just going to continue on with the, like, fire theme. We got a fire theme. And fire you theme? have to make okay. a... I hope these aren't charismatic as or whatever it is. You have to make a dexterity saving throw. And of course, they're going to be like fucking dexterous because. Well, they do get advantage on dexterity saving throws. What's my. Um, Yep, that beats it. The snake body just kind of really quickly slithers out of the way and you miss it. Anything else? No. Fine. All right, Carlton, you've you've taken a bite from a Grick. I'm I'm mad. I'm mad. Real mad. I'm hurting. I'm a rage. Okay. I'm going to go frenzied on these guys. I'm going to go ham. Can we, can okay. we change Frenzy to Ham? Can, I, can we just call it Ham? No. no. Oh. All right. Well, I'm going to Rage and Frenzy. Okay. And I'm going to first go after the one I'm flanking with Shadow. All right. 13. And roll again. All right. And 24. You have advantage on these. Uh, the 24 hits. The 13 does not. So good thing you have advantage. Yep. Go ahead and roll damage. All right. Uh, that'll be 6 plus 2, 8. 8. All right. All right. And then since I'm Frenzying, I get to make another attack. All right. Uh, Once again with advantage. Yeah. All right. Uh, you know, I'm going to keep going after one I'm flanking with. Okay. Because I have advantage. You do? 22. And crit fishing, not happening. 19. 22 hits. All Roll right. Roll some more damage. Fuck you, damage. Seven. You bring your axe around twice, uh, cleaving off parts of this giant snake body, and it hisses at you, but it's not quite able to move away. Next up, it is Terrace, who's going to pull out her Warhammer, and she is going to try to smack the one that she also has advantage on. Oh, wait, since I didn't move. Can I still move? Uh, you can, I but... want to move in the uh, that corner between those two so that Terrace is not flanking. Right there? Yep. All right. Doesn't we'll Terrace do already have advantage? Terrace does. So oh, the... then I'm not going to move. <laughs> yeah, if there's three of you around a creature, I'm going to consider that 
flanking for everybody. Gotcha. All right. She's going to bring down her Warhammer. And let's see if she hits anything. She'll take the 14. And so that's a 19 to hit. So she's definitely going to roll some damage. She does 12 bludgeoning damage. As she brings down her Warhammer. And this Grick is looking uh, pretty hurt. It's it's wobbling a bit. You can see two of its tentacles are drooping a little bit more. And it is now Jonathan's turn. Uh, let's pull out an old standard and Firebolt. The the one that's almost dead. So even, okay. even more stuff can come around and uh and help out Bernie there. Uh twenty-three. That definitely hits. Fucking really one damage. Alright. You nail it square in the back of its head, but it's it's just kind of a small the fireball. Damage bolts the damages are not being kind to us. And they I think it's not. bullshit that I don't get my flaming that my I don't get my spell casting modifier on this crap. The Gricks are going to go. First off, the super-duper hurt one is going to try to latch its tentacles on to Carlton. Uh, oh, okay. fuck uh, you. going to roll a natural 20. Fuck Ooh. you. Wow. I'm probably going to die. All right. All right. Let's see how dead I am. No, you so, still have the possibility of living. That's 11 oh, slashing shit. damage. All right. As fortunately, it, it rolls poorly. As, as is everybody. Yeah, it just, and it latches onto you and it's gonna try to get you with its beak. Um, but Terrace is actually gonna move in as it tries to get you with the beak and she's gonna smack it with its sh- with her shield and she's actually gonna use protection. So this thing has to roll at disadvantage. Yeah, so it misses. It, it doesn't even come three, uh, what was that? Four, so seven I'm assuming doesn't hit. Nah. All right. In Dwarvish, I say thank you. I knew I liked you for a reason. <laughs> she she saw that that took a, a bite out of you. Uh, the next one next to you is also going to try to attack. 16. Oh. Fuck, that matches. Damn it. All right. Its tentacles reach out and flail at you for nine slashing damage. Oh. And then it's going to try to beak you. Uh, that would be a 20, not natural. Oh, well. Well. Go ahead and roll the damage. All right. Here comes the beak. Uh, that's eight piercing damage. All right. I drop to the ground chunk. with zero, but I have relentless endurance, so I drop to the ground and slowly use my axe to steady myself up to back to one hit point. Okay. That oh, nice. After, that replenishes after one, uh, after a long rest. This thing takes a bite out of you and pulls back, thinking that it's dropped you. It's gnawing on a part of your side as you then stand back up. I'm very shaky on the ground. The one on Bernie is going to try to uh, get her. That's not going to do it. But eight probably isn't going to get through your armor. All right. Ooh, it's their turn, and they've had a taste of Carlton, but Travancourt is your turn. Speaking of tastes... Shadow sees his buddy Carlton Tanks in trouble, and he's going to go for a full attack on the one he's, he has advantage on. Okay, go ahead and roll So I'll roll the claw first. Bite in the claw. All right, we'll do the claw first. And, okay, good thing I have advantage. Good thing. Yay! Good thing. 21! 21 definitely hits. Go ahead and roll damage. Woo! You got it. Let's see. Two die, four plus four. Nine! All right. Shadow reaches out and swipes at this Grick with his claw and actually pins it to the ground and rakes his claw down its back and just pulls his spine out. And this thing is dead. Yay! Thank you, you bear buddy. 
would he like right. to move and do his second attack? Yeah, move into flanking yeah. on the other one. And I think he's going to banana around and because uh, he's good at flanking. He likes to flank. He likes to bite things. So that's where the action is. 25. He's got enough movement. He can do it. Go ahead and... Oh, oh yeah. He has a full attack. So he can do the bite. I forgot about that. Yes. All right. So one die plus five. And I have advantage still. So 23. Let's, let's crit fish. Crit fish. Crit fish. Let's fish. Nope. And nope. no deal. But you definitely but at least hit. it hits. Definitely. Right, that's going to be one die four plus four. Yeah, eight damage. All right. Second one bites into its side, pulls off uh, a chunk of it, including one of its tentacles, and this thing is looking super hurt. Travancore says guys... good bear and ends his turn. All right, Thank Bernie, you, bear, it's your buddy. turn. Um, so, question. Uh, yes. Carlton, are you okay there? Do you want me to like take care of that? I, or do you want me to kill the thing? I feel like I have one hit point worth of blood left in me. Okay, so you want to be healed. That's cool. I can do that. I can do, like, the healing thing. I just didn't know if you wanted to wait until we were done in case you, like... No, because it'll be their turn before you can heal me again. Okay, cool. I'm going to cast Cure Wounds specifically on... Hold on, I'll get my list of people. Got my list of people who need their wounds is cured. Yay, Bernice. <laughs> Bernice is best cleric. Bernice's best cleric. Don't you fucking forget. My favorite little buddy. So a creature. Oh, shit. I got to touch you. Am I in touching distance? Yeah. yeah. You are. You are actually right behind him. You can just reach out and I touch some. I reach out uh, my finger orc. and I touch him on the toe. And you gain hit points equal to 1d8 plus my spellcasting modifier. If I cast this using a second spell slot, you get 1d8. You get 2d8. Do you need 2d8? I out of my thirty nine hit points, I have one left. Uh, I would be out of second level spell slots if I did that. Keep what uh, else yeah, do you have just for second do, level. Yeah, just just hold on prayer to prayer of healing. Yeah, prayer yeah. of healing is better. Hold on to it. Yeah. yeah, give me the one. So I'll give you the one d eight, and then I do have a healer's kit I can use when we're all done with this shit. The healer's kit is just for stabilizing. Uh. Um, it basically gives you an advantage on your medicine checks, and it um, if you use your healer's kit on somebody who is at zero hit points or below, you don't even have to roll to try to revive them. You just stabilize them right away. So the, the healer's kit doesn't give you hit points. It gives you advantage to keep someone from going dead. Oh, boo. So uh, we have healing potions. Don't worry. Uh, eight. You get eight points. Total. I am back, You're back I'm up to eight, eight now. Yeah. I'm going to drink the shit out of some healing potions. You are back up to eight. eight. Anything else, Bernie? Um, I would just really uh, suggest that somebody kill this sneaky thing before it has a chance to bite me. That's all. Just saying if you want to like, live. <laughs> well, Carlton, it is your turn. You've been stabilized by your gnomish right. friend. So as my bonus, I'm going to uh, go ahead and dip the, the poison onto the axe. Okay. And then I'm going to attack with the advantage on the one that's next to me. Okay. 14 and 15. They hit. Go ahead right. and roll damage, including the poison damage. So, great axe damage will be fucking ones. God damn it. <laughs> Seven after the modifiers okay. and the rage. And the poison is. Uh, it is one. Uh, he has to do a constitution saving throw. Okay. Uh, so, go ahead and do that. That'd be a two. Okay. Uh, then he gets 1d4 poison damage, and he is now poisoned. Which uh, so he takes one poison damage. Okay. And uh, he is now that's... poisoned, so he has disadvantage on attack and checks. And he's dead. Yay! He's poisoned and dead. Yeah. So and that last little I'm bit still of poison. Frenzied. 
So I'm gonna go help out little buddy. Thank you. And I wanna can I get to flanking without being attacked? How uh how much movement do you have? Uh I got uh thirty feet. Yeah, you can do that. Five, ten, fifteen. Because you can move into his space as long as you just don't move out of it yeah. again. So yep. Alright, and I'm gonna attack him. Because my little buddy helped me, so I'm gonna help little buddy. You're welcome. Nineteen. So the way parties work. Nineteen and nineteen. Well, nineteen hits. Alright. Great X damage. Oh, what the what fuck? You <laughs> fucking ones. What the fuck I is going really on? Alright, uh, and then he has to do. Um, it's still a poisoned axe, so constitution. No, it's only it's only the, the first, first hit. Yep, it's one hit after you. I tried to sneak. If you want to take a bonus action next round and repoison it, you can, but you get one hit. Okay. But still, it takes five damage, and you killed the other one. Uh, this last uh, that's one seven is seven damage because I'm raging. I'm sorry, seven damage, and it's it's looking pretty rough. Uh, Terrace is gonna come on up. She's gonna move up next to Bernie as she recognizes that the healer might need some protection eventually, and she is gonna bring down her warhammer. She does get advantage. That's a nineteen that hits. Um, how would you like Terrace to do this? I would know <laughs> when you squish a slug. So Terrace <laughs> sees the the Grick go down. Uh, sees the uh, barbarian kind of flank around, and she's like, "Haha, a chance for glory for the dwarves!" And she like shield charges in, knocks the beak away, and then like swings around her hammer and like just hits it underneath its beaky chin and just snaps its head right back. But it's what about squishing it like a slug? She actually, when when she does what Jonathan says and snaps the head back and then uses her hammer um, to to pound it, she actually sends it flying up into the ceiling and it it goes against the ceiling, kind of half squished up there, parts of it dropping back down to the floor as she just demolishes this thing. And you're all out of initiative. How many, oh, thank God. How many experience do we get? I will get that for you right as soon as I do math. 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 We've got math. Square <laughs> one. Uh, that'd be 1,350 experience for the four of you. Someone do that. 1,350? 1,350 total to split amongst the four of you. Someone oh, do that math. And Terrace walks up to Carlton and says, that was quite a fight. We're at 2,994 which means we should really take a long rest. Yay! Yay! Hooray! We hear it's it's like we hear a ding in our future. <laughs> no, like we should see how many exits are in here and shore them up because I'm feeling really sleepy. I'm not <laughs> feeling very good. I know. I'm also fe feeling really tired. Yeah, my blood's in my body. I'm feeling great. That's fine. I'm just going to take a little nap. <laughs> I don't remember this room being red. Oh, don't. Why is it red? We just we painted recently, Carlton. You just weren't paying attention. Oh. Yeah. I do that sometimes. I know. Terrace passes by Carlton uh, heading to the the one. So there's the stairway that you guys came down, and then there's the one exit kind of in front of you. And she heads to kind of stand guard at that exit as, as you all gather yourself. And as she passes you, Carlton, she kind of gives you a very, very gentle little nudge with her elbow and says, good fight, and moves to stand. She says it in common so everyone can hear. Uh, what would you guys like to do? Nap. 
Sure, up the app. Take a long rest. <laughs> um, so it has only been, I mean, it's mid afternoon at about this point. If you guys wanted to try to take a long rest, you can, but. I mean, I'm pretty sure I could fall asleep if I. You might want to. Actually, I probably shouldn't because I probably have a concussion as well. No, that's fine. You don't have a concussion. You just need a little Debbie snack. I will say, you are in the middle of a hostile mine environment, so. It's up to you whether you want to try it or not. I Well, I don't think those 2D4 potions are going to get me anywhere close back to full health. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, here's the deal. Apparently, they did this, some experiments where people lived in salt mines for like three months. And your whole entire body clock gets really messed up. So you can basically sleep whenever. And you'll be awake for like days at a time and asleep for like days at a time. So I think it's cool if we take a long rest. If we're going on like the scientific aspect of it bernie with the science burn julia julia with the science this is not the bernie voice just is julia going to get her shit because if we level up i'm not prepared for that and now i have the entire fucking book here like a needle <laughs> well first you got to get through a long rest so terrace turns yeah so what we'll do is if you make it through the long rest we'll just do the ability score improvement the uh extra hit points and the extra hit dice and then you guys can kind of level up your other skills from there dependent on your class uh terrace stays standing in the doorway and says well i don't know if i would recommend sleeping in this area but if if this is what we're going to do i will i will take a watch i am i'm still whole and healthy and i have no spells to get back and she kind of gives the spellcasters a bit of a wink how nice <laughs> for you have fun keeping watch the entire goddamn time we're asleep good night uh just so you know oh. she, she can't keep watch the entire time or else she will suffer from exhaustion and then she'll actually be fairly well unhelpful i'm i'm relatively untouched and i do i would be nice to if i recovered like could Terrace and I split the watch between the two of us? Uh, yeah. If she did four hours and you did four hours, uh, then definitely then everybody else could sleep through the night. And she'll do six hours so that you can only you only have to do a couple hours so that way you can get uh, a long rest in so that you can level up. She'll agree to do that. Oh, okay. Sounds good. The, the title of this episode can be The Party Decides to Cower and Take a Nap. I like, I'm sorry. Nap time. There's nothing wrong with taking a nap. Naps are holy where I come from. Goodness. Okay, so you guys bunker down. Are you guys doing anything in specific before you go to bed? I mean, Terrace will stand by the lower door. I've already kind of these... bled out in the middle there, and I'm just passed out. Do you think okay. we should strategically sleep, like, all of our backs together? Yeah, like, do you want to start a fire? Do you want to... What do you want to do here? Because you are... You're in a, a fairly small room. Um, do you guys want to do anything to the stairwell? I'm going to say you're kind of going to be in a, a little bit of a circle here. Do we have anything we shore it up with? How's you can't that, see anything in the room. How's, uh... How's, uh... What's his face? Uh, Shadow's perception. Let's see. Shadow? Because he's not hurting too bad, is he? Shadow has 18 hit points. He's... Yeah, he's fine. Like he Maybe only we has... can put him at the other door. That yeah, that could work. Perception. All right, so you want him to to watch? Is he going to watch all night? Because then he won't get a long rest and he'll suffer some exhaustion. That well, maybe we'll have Terrace do the first watch and then Shadow and I will take the second watch. Okay, well, Terrace is standing by the door. Uh, you guys have all kind of bound your wounds, healed up a little bit. You know, as far as like 
Carlton, you're no longer bleeding out thanks to some some patching up from Bernie. She doesn't give you any any extra hit points unless she wants to, but no she's you've all had a little bit to eat. Definitely had a chance to relax a little bit. Uh, tell me how you guys are sleeping on this first watch. What you guys are doing. What you prepared to do. I want to pull my bedroll over me so I look like a lump. <laughs> I want to literally okay. look like a bag sitting on a bag. <laughs> I anything else from the rest of you? <laughs> I'm a, uh, just on the ground. Yeah, I'm gonna put my back up against Shadow, I guess, while I sleep, and Shadow's just gonna like nestle up. All right. Yeah, okay. That looks good. So, uh, so Terrace is gonna stand guard. She is going to keep an eye on things. All right. Um, a long rest later, although still with a a couple of hours left, uh, she slowly wakes Travancore and says, "This place is creepy." But so far, we have been undisturbed. Good to know. Leaves you to long rest and is going to curl up and get a couple of hours herself, although it's not going to be a long rest for her. Uh, Travancore, after this long rest, you, you feel more powerful. You feel like your bear feels more powerful. Everything just feels a little bit better. And as you stand in the doorway and take stock of everything, I'd love you to roll a perception check. Of course, why wouldn't I roll a perception check? And with my new bonus, because my perception is even higher than it was before. Yay. 21. Awesome. You're standing there. Good hour goes by. You're actually thinking about, you know, maybe giving everybody another hour and then waking everybody up, and that hopefully gives Terrace enough to, to get through the day. When you hear... And you look down the hallway... With your dark vision and with your excellent perception, you can actually see uh, shadows moving around the corner. As they see you, they they speed up and they are flying through the air and they kind of look like these giant horrific mosquitoes. And you've just enough time to scramble back and call out to your friends and go, hey, hey, guys, guys, rest is over, rest is over. And they wake up just in time to roll initiative. Oh, motherfucker. Giant mosquitoes, that sounds like Sturges. There we go. Hey, look, long rest. I'm rolling better. There you go. I rolled good, too. Guys, I'm also finding all these notes I made. Hey, guys, I've got some other great news for you. Guess what Luke just brought? <gasps> Yay! Oh, Best husband ever. Cadbury Cream Eggs. The Cadbury Cream Eggs. Four of them. Like the four of you, which means Aww. you all now get some inspiration from the DM. Basically, so inspiration cool. is a new thing to 5th edition. I hadn't used it with you guys yet, but I was actually planning on using it sometime during this this long, fun dungeon crawl. It's something bards can actually do as well, but that's a mechanic. So DMs can actually offer inspiration. If you do something cool, if you think you... that uh, If I think I you deserve a bonus for trying something extra... Um, if you say something neat, I can give inspiration and inspiration literally means that on one of your D20 rolls, you get advantage and you can decide when to use it. So it's a one-time deal. It's a one-time deal and you can only have one at a time. So as long as you guys have one, I can't give you a third and a fourth and a fifth. You can't bank them. Got you it. Give us a second because you definitely just skipped second. You said third, fourth or fifth if we had one. So we can get two. Got it. Or you could assume what the DM is saying and she could take away that inspiration. Oh. <gasps> I'll shut up now. <laughs> All right. Carlton Tanks keeps his ma- does the zippered over the mouth thing. 
Terris is going to continue to roll poorly on her initiative because she has no dexterity. Jonathan, what's your initiative? Uh, that's what, 18? 18. So, Eight. fun fact, did not know this about 5th edition wizards. I can recover spell slots once per day at a short rest. Yeah, and here you were making fun of me when I talked about warlocks. Hmm. Oh, shit. So, well then. I can yeah. recover, now that I'm 4th level, uh, I can recover, during a short rest, uh, spell slots totaling half my wizard level. So I so I can now recover either two first level spells or one second level spell. Yeah, kind of fun, eh? Uh, Travancore, what's your initiative? Shadow rolled this time, and his paws rolled a, rolled a respectable fourteen. Fourteen. Okay, and Bernie, I got twenty one. Twenty one. Ooh, and Carlton. Twenty. There we go. Travancore, you spend your movement and your time waking everybody up in time just as this attack is happening. Bernie, you are first off the ground, feeling refreshed, feeling more powerful, and you see coming down the hallway, I'm going to say actually that Travancore moved to there, you're going to see coming down the hallway in the dark, uh, because no one's cast light yet or lit a torch, you're going to see these giant bug-like things. They they have these long, almost mosquito-like dagger like protrudences on the front. They've got four sets of wings and a distended abdomen that's red and puffy, and they, they're giving off this weird buzzing noise. And they come swooping into the room very fast. What would you like to do? This is like a terrible working environment. I just really want to throw that out there. This I don't understand. This is like an HR nightmare. Um, I'm actually going to cast a spell that I have not cast before. Okay. It is Bless. Okay. It's like the opposite of Bane. And I can cast it three creatures of my choice within range. And whenever a target makes an attack roll or saving throw before the spell ends, the target can roll a d4 and add the number rolled to the attack roll or saving throw. So Carlton is gonna be blessed, <laughs> and I'm Can I going be to also... <sighs> suddenly you're not blessed anymore. It's like Carlton. Sometimes I wonder because I really just don't think God loves you. Oh, um, oh <laughs> I do worship the old ones. So I'm gonna cast bless. I cast it on all my party people: Carlton and Travi and Jonathan the Magimuscular. Okay. And I'm like, sorry, Terrace. I just don't know you that well. Terrace kind of nods her head in your direction and says, I'm made of armor and hit points, my friend. I'm going to be fine. That's that's really good for you. It is. Grabs her warhammer and her shield and she prepares to fight. So, All right. Yeah. You guys have taken your, your extra hit points? Yeah. Yes. And I do some like, some like um, spirit fingers. <laughs> Okay. You could talk like this while the spell is cast. Vins of Destiny, change! Anything else? No. All right, Carlton, you're feeling refreshed. You're feeling more powerful. I want to. Can I do a check to see what these are? Yeah, give me a nature check. All right, nature is intelligence 19, or 20, because it's plus one. Your initial um, instinct is correct. They're Sturges, they're giant, horrible leechy mosquito things that tend to just attack whatever has blood in them. I'm going to go do the axe thing that I do, and I'm going to swing at the first guy in the row. Alright, you're going to go running on up? Uh, that's what I'm good at. 
All right. Go All ahead right. and swing away. Uh, 19. That hits. All right. And then my great axe damage is... Fuck <laughs> the damage rolls! Wow. Fuck so hard. It's, wow, it's like your goddess knows that you've been metagaming. So what, did, what was your damage? Six after the modifier. Uh, fortunately, it is basically a giant mosquito. And you destroy it. It just explodes into a cloud of blood and gore. It You get showered with someone or something else's blood, which is a little disconcerting. Uh, would you like to do anything else? Uh, well, I'm not raging or reckless yet, so uh, I'm good. Well, actually, how much of my movement did I use? You would have used 5, 10, 15. You would have used 20. I'm going to move 10 feet back. And can I do the one next to him? So, like, back 5 and then diagonal 5? It is their turn. They are going to fly into the room. That one's going to come after you. This one's going to come straight at Travancore. This one is also going to come at Travancore. All right. Awesome. The one on Carlton is going to try to bite you with its giant proboscis, but with a seven, I don't think he's going to hit. Nope. Uh, First one on Travancore, nine? Nope. Oh, and that's a 19 before... Okay, so... That'll hit. Yeah. That'll be a 23. <laughs> okay. Ooh. All right, you take one piercing damage as it sinks oh. its nose, essentially, into your shoulder and then Oof. grabs onto you with eight different tiny legs and wraps its wings around you and is now attached to you. Oh, crap. Why does everything want to hug us tonight? This is really awkward. And Jonathan, it is your turn. All right. Let's try out one of my new tricks. And I crack my knuckles, crunch, and I say, Flaming Sphere, go! And I cast a Flaming Sphere right next to... It doesn't really matter where I put it because I'm going to use my bonus action to ram it against this uh, sturgeon or this mosquito thing right here. And the one... Closest to me, uh, next to Travancore. Okay, that one is currently attached to Travancore. Let's see. A five-foot diameter sphere, sphere of fire appears in an unoccupied space of your choice within range and lasts for the duration, which is one minute. Any creature that ends its turn within five feet of the sphere must make a dexterity saving throw. It does a creature. Yes. Keep that in mind. Yes, I... I'm... Creature takes 2d6 fire damage on a failed save or half as much action as successful. As a bonus action, you can move it... When you move the sphere, you can direct it over barriers, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so anything within five feet of your sphere is going to take some damage. If it ends its turn next to it. If it ends its turn next to it. But yes. I think the the way this spell works is I mostly do damage by ramming it into stuff. Uh, so I can't, I, I guess if I ram it into where they are now, I'm going to get both of them, huh? Uh, if you ram it into the one that is attached to Travancore, yes, you will also hit Travancore. Okay. Do the ones that are. Do it! Get it off! 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 Jack, you could just go like this and smack your arm on your turn and probably yeah, take care of I'm it. Going or do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna cast it and and hit the one that's in in the middle. So I'm gonna cast a spell and then I'm gonna use my bonus action to ram it into the one in the middle. And you're gonna ram it into the one that's up and to the right uh, or to the left of it. Yes, Jonathan, I'm willing to make that save. So perfect. You can get if you want to put it next to them and get both of them. I'm willing to try to make that save. I it doesn't really do much to put it right here, except that everyone kind of has to clear out. Uh, so I guess what I can do is I can put it there, and then as long as you move, you won't get hurt. So you could attack right. and then run. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and smack 
I'm gonna I'm gonna put it where it was, and I'm gonna smack the one in the middle, uh, just okay. to help clear out the battlefield. Okay. And it has so... to make a dexterity saving throw. DC is 15. That'd be a 15. It makes its DC. These things are fast and nimble. Fuck. All right. Uh, I a fail save. It does take half damage. Oh yeah, let me on a successful uh, let save. Let me do that. Hang on. Okay. Uh, four damage. Four damage. Perfect. <laughs> it dies. <laughs> You ram the sphere into it. It angles out of the way, so it doesn't take the brunt of the damage, but it's so hot that it still gets singed and it just falls over dead. All right. And it's still going to it's going to stay in that spot right there. Your sphere? Uh yes. Okay. Uh it is Travancore and Shadow's turn. Ooh, Shadow is not happy that he sees that thing on me. He is going to barrel right towards it and try and do a full attack. Barrel? Okay. He he can come up all you know, he's he doesn't really have flanking because it's attached to you. Um, does he want to try to attack it? Yeah, he's going to try to go for his claw first and then a bite. Okay, do the attack first. Just do the okay. first attack. 16. Okay, that hits. Uh, Travancore, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Oh boy, 10. Um, all right, you do not dodge out of the way. So uh, have Shadow roll his damage, and both you and the Sturge are going to take that damage. Oof. It's okay, boy. I forgive you. So I did claw first. Wait, did he add his bless? Did he roll the d4? Yeah, you did. Okay. I didn't roll the damage yet. I didn't roll like... I was going to say, you're On the save, you roll a d4. Oh, I didn't roll a d4. Because you're blessed. You get your bless, so you get a 1d4 to your attack or saving throw. So if you'd like to use it now... Yeah, might as well. It exists for the duration of like the entire. Right. So, went up another three. Okay, uh, that is actually just enough. So you're able to <laughs> angle your body just enough Good so that I'm concentrating. Um, Shadow can swipe this thing off and go ahead and roll Shadow's damage. Hooray! Okay, that's two. Uh, math saves the day once again. Well, I can't even read that. Nine. All right. <laughs> It, it is now just a giant smear of blood across your arm. I love their death sounds. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Would you like to do anything else? I want to see if Shadow can, like, banana around and give uh, Carlton uh, flanking. He should have enough motion. Oh, no, but he he's most of his motion to get to me, right? Uh, 5, 10, 15. He, he was actually kind of here, so we'll say 20. What's his movement? Movement's actually 40. I misread it the last time. Oh, then, yeah, he's per got plenty. He can... Message. He can absolutely move to there. Well, I would say be careful because of that flaming orb thing. That puts him in range of that, so... And he ah. won't be able to move. Yeah, but these guys aren't that strong, so... Yes, right. but he's going to take flaming sphere damage if he ends his turn next to the the flaming sphere. All right. Is there any way... Oh, we sh do we share movement? I don't think we do. Do we? No, you don't split movement. Or you don't share movement. So he's moving, so he can continue his movement. Uh, but you can't move at this point because he's taken the the move action. I will say this. Oh, so only one of us Because he's got move. 40 feet of movement. 5, 10, 15, 20. He has plenty of movement to move to there and be next to the okay. Sturge and do the other half of his multi-attack and not be near the the Flaming Spear. Which, unfortunately, does not grant uh, advantage. Even though it should. No, it is not an. Int it's not. That it's kind a of giant creature. thing of fire that's like. So if he would like to now try to bite that sturge, might as well. That's Ooh, that's perfect. Oh god, this is gonna be so gross. <laughs> He's gonna clamp down on it. and It's gonna go squish. Whoa. 
No, it's not going to go squish. It's going to pop like a big bloody zit. It's going to go... <laughs> and... Bullet oh, to the brain pan squish. 18. That definitely hits. Go ahead and roll damage. Six. All right. How does Shadow want to do this? <laughs> Disgustingly. Yeah, Shadow does not like bugs. I think he's going to come down and chomp, like, right on on top of its head and, like, crush his skull in. I think it does, does it have a skull, or is it an exoskeleton type? Well, or whatever, like, the and, and, and bug equivalent is his head. Like, into it, whatever passes for that thing, stupid thing's brain. Shadow kills it with his teeth, because Shadow's awesome. He's surgical enough to actually grab the head out of the air and clamp down so the back end that's full of blood just falls to the ground and and splatters harmlessly down there doesn't get anybody and he just is now standing there how does that sound and just chomp 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 all right i look at him and i go shadow you nasty and he looks at he looks at you and he gives a, a big burp, and it's a big <laughs> bloody mosquito burp, and is. <laughs> and you guys are oh out of God. initiative, and uh, Terrace puts her hammer down and says, "Well, that was definitely not how I wanted to wake up this morning." Uh, you guys all get a total of fifty experience between the the four of you. <laughs> wow! I blew a second level spell. On 50 XP. <laughs> Go me! Your, but it was an awesome second level That spell. That All ROI, right. though. You've now woken up. It's pretty obvious that you're not going to get back to sleep. Terrace just kind of sucks it up and, and takes it. That She's just she's only going to get about an hour or two, and that's all she gets. What would you like to do? Let's keep going. I think we should move on to the next room. Yeah. Let's get out of this That's what a dungeon crawl is, right? From hell. We crawl through. Did anybody take damage during that, by the way? No. Oh wait, Travancore did. I took like a damage from the bug. No, did you take damage because I you got that saving throw? No, from the oh, bug. Oh, yeah. Well, no, no, no. I still took damage from the bug when he bit me. I I avoided avoid shadow biting me, but I took one oh. damage. But I'm all right. I'm I'm gonna walk it off. I know you're gonna walk it off. I'm not healing you for one. He's just sitting there and he's kind of scratching track. his arm a little bit. Like God, fucking fucking bugs. So itchy. <laughs> All right. I'm like, I could really go for an apple right about now. Anyone, Jonathan, you doing light so that you can see, or are you staying in the dark? No, I'm doing light. Uh, light lasts for a while, so I shouldn't have to. Well, it's been technically eight hours now since yeah, we cast light. Oh, right. Yeah. No, I, I, I light this shit up. Okay. Boom, light. There is the hallway that the Sturges came down that gently curves off to the right that is the only way out of this room. That's where you're headed? Is it the, yeah. Is that the one we came in through or no? No, you came down the stairs behind you. This oh, is okay. a hallway uh, basically to the east. You came down from the west. Gotcha. All right. You go down the hall. It twists and turns a little bit. It starts to curve off to the right. And then after about you know, five, six feet, then it straightens for a little while. And it curves to the left a little bit more. These are a little bit more rough-hewn walls and a rougher floor. It's kind of a sandy floor as you troop on down eventually it feels like you're very slowly descending like this is another a ramp that is slowly spiraling down maybe a couple more feet hmm. before it evens out a little bit and you actually come across a a couple of mine shafts you guys are at the bottom of these two mine shafts looking up you can see the light spell doesn't 
quite clarify all the way up into the darkness. You can see some rotting wood and planks just hanging in a couple places, uh, a bunch of it on the floor of this mine shaft, some decrepit rope, and uh, actually a body or two. It's mostly just bits of a skeleton at the bottom of this mine shaft, and the tunnel continues forward. I kind of want to check that shaft door. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. The mine shaft itself? Yeah. Perception checks on the mine shafts? Yeah. Yeah. I'm Give me a perception that. check. Perception check. Hey, y'all, wait, my perception's gonna be really two. good. Wait, wait, Bad did you guys did you guys say eyes. shaft? You're damn right. <laughs> shaft. I got a nineteen. Shut your mouth. My mouth is full of cabric remarks. You know, I hear that Careful shaft. That one. That's Bad mother. Got your mouth. Shut your mouth. It's only talking about the shaft. The <laughs> <laughs> oldie but a goodie. Yep. Uh Bernie and Travancore kind of poke their head up very cautiously, look up into the darkness. It seems to be just a regular old mine shaft. There's there's two of them side by side. Um, from the way the planks were hanging, you get the sense that this was this was kind of a scale mine shaft. Uh, mine shaft. So they'd use one side to drop down to the bottom and raise the other side, and they'd go back and forth. Both of them look just completely destroyed. There's no obvious way of climbing back up this way. And uh, everything just kind of smells moldy and, and mildewy. When you actually check out the skeletons, it's two more dwarves. One of them is missing a head. The other two are, or the other one is in a, a state of disarray, just bones scattered everywhere. It looks like it was picked clean, scattered a bit. Maybe some rodents got at it. There's not even any clothing left on these dwarves. Uh, but you don't find anything in specific. Well, I'm, I'm down with that. I look at my shaft and I'm like, okay, I say we give this shit. You know what? I'm on a shaft. I'm not going to say anything. Let's give it a shot. Unless I risk the wrath of the gods. What's going Travancore, on? the viceroy of Glenmore, decides to stay silent at this time. Jonathan the Magic Muscular wants to talk about shafts some more. Shadow and I are going with her. Well, you can stay here and you can scream into the void. I'm going to trudge onwards. Okay. Uh, and uh, and Shadow follow with Shadow. She is unimpressed by your shaft, Jonathan. Carefully behind Got that me. Straight. <laughs> this is bewildering. <laughs> Jonathan's magic muscular has never experienced something like this before. Well, I'm sure you're gonna find okay. many more. All right, you guys continue down the hallway. It widens and narrows a little bit. It curves around again and descends a little bit more. And then straightens out into a four foot wide hallway that is lined with uh, what actually looks like some of the marble that's been mar- that's been mined from this mine shaft. It's white and gleaming in the middle of this what's been a, a very dark and dank place. The floor, the ceiling, the walls, all just very nicely laid marble tiles. As you step, you can Ooh, see fancy. that you're coming. Hmm. I said fancy. It's simple, but very, very nicely done. Uh, can I do a no... fancy pants check? Can I check for fancy pantsness? That uh, you absolutely can. Roll a d twenty. Is this going to be just a perception? Just yes. roll a d twenty. It's going to be a perception. It's eleven. You do not see any pants anywhere. Well, I was checking for fancy pants. It, I'm just. You do not how see any fancy I pants am. anywhere. It's it's very 
meticulously done. These are obviously whoever made this had an eye for quality, but there's no like inscriptions. There's no um, artwork or anything. It's just really well put together. And eventually you get to the end of this hallway. You can see on your right, there is an alcove that is about uh, five feet into the side of, of one of these, of, of the hallway. It's also outlined in marble. It's got a marble pedestal and sitting atop of the marble pedestal is a small figure uh, also in marble, although this seems to be in uh, the pink marble that you've seen around. And it's a grotesque figure with a, a face uh, with fangs and kind of a scowl and, and sharp teeth and a tongue that's forked on the end. And it's hunched over with claws. You can see its back has bumps on it, but there's no wings. And it does kind of res resemble on Sarah in a little bit of a way. It's very small, though. This thing is maybe only about four feet tall um, and is just scowling at you. And it's made out of that same slight pinkish marble and directly uh, in front of you you can see a wooden door that is closed. The oh, thing said that the oh. gargoyle knew the answer right? The gargoyle knows the community. I say hi! Uh, roll me a perception check. 18. Nothing happens. I say excuse me sir or madam do you happen to know the command word? At that its face suddenly turns and looks at you and for something... <laughs> For something that seemed to be just a regular statue, it moves surprisingly fast. It's blinding speed. One moment is just staring out into the darkness, and the next thing, it's it's staring directly at you. And it says, Command word! Mm. No one's asked me that in a while. Well, fine, if you want to know it's glitter dark. I think oh, it's stupid. You. And it goes back to just staring. And I go, between you and me, you're right. But thank you anyway. Hey, buddy, do you know someone named Ansara? Does not respond. Okay. Fair enough. And I say, Glitter Dark, that's, that's an odd combination of words. As you say that, you hear a gunk off to your left. And opposite the gargoyle, you see a section of the wall has pulled away and is now very slowly kind of retracting into itself, revealing a secret passage. Ooh. Ooh. And you can see it's also kind of exquisitely crafted. Uh, everything just moves seamlessly. It's making noise because it's all made out of marble, but otherwise it's just precisely crafted and, and very well done. Hmm. Who wants to go in the secret passage? Yeah. Gargoyle friend, do you want to come with? It looks at you and it says, I don't want to go in there. There's nothing good. <gasps> oh, what kind of bad things are in there? <laughs> You'll find out soon. And then it goes back to sitting. I have an idea. Shadow... Goes you? up to the uh, gargoyle statue dealing and starts licking his face. It doesn't respond. I reach up to go pet him. That's Thank you nice. for the help. Oh, great. <laughs> How would you like it if I licked your face, huh? I think this episode is going to be called <laughs> Fucking with Gargoyles. I think this episode is going to be called Being Made of Stone is Not Consent. Damn. <laughs> oh, crap. Um, yeah. Yeah, that does... Shadow. Wow. Uh, 14 hit Shadow. Oh! <laughs> <The> whack. <laughs> and does a 19, does that hit you, Carlton? 19 will hit me. Okay. Uh, so Carlton is petting its head, and Shadow comes up and licks it. And um, the scowl on its face, for those of you who are watching, 
for the briefest of seconds, it actually gets worse. It actually goes from being scowling to being just visibly super annoyed. And it reaches out to bite Shadow as it claws at the hand that is currently petting um, petting on top of its head. Uh, Shadow is going to take uh, seven piercing damage. Ooh, good thing upgraded. Carlton is going to take four slashing damage. Okay. And we can all roll initiative. Oh, fuck, oh. we got to fight this oh, thing? Oh, really? Wow. That's on us. Sorry, guys. Whoops. <laughs> Way to go, you fucking idiots. So do we just want to run down the secret door? <laughs> I'm sorry. Can I, can I, hold on. Can we pause for a second? Because... Well, it's going to take was... me a second to get all this out, so sure. <laughs> sir, I'm going to have to roll a persuasion check. But I say, excuse me, sir, madam, it has not been clarified, and I am a gnome, so you just got to. Um, I apologize for uh, my compatriots' stupidity and rudeness. You can say that on your turn. So we're going to say we're in this position because Carlton, Bernie was talking to it, Shadow and Carlton were touching it. And the other three were behind it. So this this hallway is about 40 feet wide. So you guys have about uh, 10 feet behind you to where the, the door is. Okay. Travancore. Hmm. If we run like hell, he gets an attack of opportunity. No, we, you can disengage. Had... You can choose to disengage. You can choose to disengage. Oh, I choose to disengage. Well, what's your... No, what's your, too. what's your initiative? We're doing initiative. Oh, I rolled 14. Oh, sorry. I rolled 14. Okay. Well, I don't even know why I bother looking... Terrace has a, a zero bonus to her thing. Uh, Bernie, what's your initiative? I also got a 14. Uh, what's your initiative modifier? Two. And Travancore, what's yours? Plus four. Okay, so Travancore is going to go first. Uh, Carlton? 21. And Jonathan is not there, so he gets a one. And oh. he rolled a four. <laughs> So it's pretty much the same Yeah, he thing. actually did roll before stepping away. Ooh. Gargle's gonna roll a 20. Ugh. Oh, boy. All right. So it gets to go first. It's gonna do the same thing. It's gonna it's gonna bite Carlton, and it's gonna claw Shadow. Well, he did the other thing last time, but we'll, yeah. So that's 18 to Carlton. Does that, that hit? hit? All right. Uh, you're gonna take three piercing damage. Okay. Shadow, I, I don't think a nine hits. No, it does not. All right, so he misses Shadow this time, and it hisses at you, and it is Carlton's turn. All right, are we all in agreement? Like, let's just fuck off. Yeah, yeah I'd just say run. let's. Discretion's right. a better part of that. I'm gonna disengage and run down the secret hallway. Okay. Um. So you disengage. What's your movement? Thirty. Okay, so you get about to there. You get through the door. Um, the room that you have entered is filled with enemies. Oh dear God. <laughs> As you run away from this horrible gargoyle that is now bit and clawed at you, um, it's actually, you're in a short hallway that is goes for another 40 feet straight ahead, and then you see takes a sharp left turn. And that's about it. Uh, Travancore. Shadow and I disengage. Okay, so he has to disengage. You can just run, but only one of you gets to move. Crap. Oh. <laughs> Oh, boy. Because um, you can't crap. split um, the move between the two of you. You can't, so only one of us can move, run away. Only one of you can move. All right. Shadow, you should have looked at that guy. Best of, best of luck. To, I'm going to move first. Okay, what's your movement? 
Uh, I thirty. And you're just gonna go thirty straight away. Thirty straight back. I'm gonna be like, sorry, buddy. So you actually Love pass ya. by, pass by Carlton, going sorry, and Shadow's like, and it just, it's like I gotta protect my master. All right, Bernie. Um, I disengage or whatever. I run through the legs of Jonathan the Magic Muscular. <laughs> What's your movement? Thirty, I think. Yeah, to get as far away as a fucking can. All right, you get to and there. And I, while I'm doing that, I say no hard feelings, and then I say peace out, motherfuckers. All right. Uh, Terrace is not happy, and as you go run, as all of you run past, she's like, I didn't. We're just going to leave enemies behind us? Well, all right, fine. You want to fight the gargoyle, Terrace? You be my guest. You stay with the bear. She is going um, to... She's going to move to there. She's going to keep her shield up, and she's basically going to hunker down. Jonathan, it is your turn. Run! What's your movement? 30. 30. All right, so you get to there. Gargoyle's turn. It watches as you guys all run away, and it goes, Damn right! I'm scary as fuck! (laughs) <laughs> you are very scary, sir. I and peed myself. And it looks You at can sh- bite the bear some more. No one's going to miss him. It looks at Shadow <laughs> and it says something. Do any of you speak Terran? No. no. Terran? No. Okay. It says something that none of you understands. It sounds like this weird combination of gnashing and growling and a little bit of, of rocks moving around. And Shadow actually, like, cocks his head a little bit, kind of like dogs do when they're giving you a what-the-fuck look. Mm -hmm. And the gargoyle turns around and drops down behind the pedestal that it had been standing on and disappears from sight. And you are out of initiative. (laughs) We all learned a pretty valuable lesson today. I whistle. Come here, boy. Shadow, come here, boy. Sorry, here's an apple for you. Carlton, it looks at you. He looks at you when you call. And then when Travancore calls him, he actually he actually moves up. You've run away from the gargoyle. Uh, so you guys are in through the secret door. You've gone a couple feet down this passage. It continues to be a white marble lined passage about 40 feet wide. It continues forward for another 40 feet and then takes a sharp left turn. Uh, Jonathan's staff has it very well lit, and we're actually going to stop there. Hold on. What did we learn today? You do not <laughs> touch. I'm talking to you, Carlton. So you put your concentration face on. What did we learn today? That sometimes when you touch some stone objects, you get gold, and other times you get bit. That is that is a truth. Don't touch a living thing without its permission. Somewhere echoing down the hallway from a location that you you can't quite discern, you hear... (laughs) 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 And we'll end it there. We are still stuck in the Purbeck Mine for next week. Thanks for listening to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. Follow us on Twitter, at Dungeon Drunks, or at our host podcast, at Glibshark or www.glibshark.com and see you next encounter.